You did a lot of fireball. Did quite a bit of, a bit of fireball, yeah. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. And I was drinking Crown, too. Oh, Lord, why were you doing oh. that? What's wrong with you? It was there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Podcast Divine. This is Andy. <laughs> There's your sound clip, bitch. <laughs> Don't you feel divine? Welcome to Podcast Divine. I'm Kenny. I'm Andy. And we are here with Divine Entertainment's newest employee, <laughs> Jake Freeze, otherwise known as Jake Divine. How are you, sir? I'm well. I have a nice Negroni. Um, I'm feeling okay. That's great, man. We're glad to hear it. He's been with us a while. He's, he not, has re- been he's not really new. He's not really new, but he's official now, which he is, is great. Official, yeah. So, Jake, what is your new official role in the company? Um... Somewhere in the market of booking, finding us new places to present our karaoke and all of the other fun things that Divine Entertainment has to offer. So, looking forward to it. So are we. So are we, my friend. Andy, would you like to start the interview, officially? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jake. Hmm. Where are you from? Birmingham. You were uh, born Birmingham, in Birmingham? Born and raised. I tried to get out, and it just pulled me back in. Um, like it always does. Exactly. But it's nice. I, I always really dreamed of moving somewhere and having this great impact and changing the world. And then I realized, well, Birmingham's a great place to do that. Uh, it's growing. We have another good five to ten years of real development before I think we're absolutely considered with the top cities in the U.S. But, um, yeah, I want to be a part of it. Well, you are a part of it because that's... Uh that's part of our job with uh, Divine Entertainment, is it not? To uh, help the indeed. city grow and give it a uh, more diverse and unique music approach, whether it being with our bands or DJs and or karaoke. Indeed. We uh, are, we we are here for that. We are indeed here for that. And we love it. We love Birmingham. We love everything that Birmingham has to offer. And uh, I didn't realize that this was going to turn into a love letter to Birmingham, but here we are, you know? Birmingham. Birmingham. Never say that again. That's what I always used to say when I used to like travel. Uh, when I used to, I used to work in Mississippi, um, and I always used to put on my Facebook, "Oh, it's so good to be Birmingham." It's it's just something that's always stuck with me, just like Mississippi stuck with me. Indeed. Um, so, Jake, um, now that you are uh, an official and you are uh, the the booking agent, as it were, for karaoke. It seems like a good uh, question. Any f- any funny karaoke stories or weird ones or anything that you gave you nightmares? It can be <laughs> something that happened before you even joined the company and were just one of our karaoke singer regulars. Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah. Because he always <laughs> used to come to my karaoke. And exactly. Lots, I mean, uh, just about any time at Paoletti's is probably worth mentioning. Um watching Matthew Mayfield get on top of a bar and sing uh, Paradise City or... Standard. Yeah. Definitely. Very, very... Takes me back to, to the good old days. Um, I, I, I'll say I've got maybe two things of note. Um, I've talked to Kendrick about this one. The, uh, the, the young lady who asked for the key of H uh, <laughs> and trying to muster <laughs> some sort of response to 
the existence, first off, of the key of H and my ability to get there. Um, I basically just told her I would love to be able to get you to the key of H, but that's just not something that is currently within my power. So you should have just day. been like, we'll put you in A. How about that? <laughs> that works. Look at me pretending like I know about music. I will say uh, there, there's an interesting development at Dave's that has been kind of fun, um, which everyone knows Corey loves to get up and sing and, and have his own involvement. Uh, and it's always a lot of fun getting him involved. Um, and one of the first times I remember karaoke at Dave's, um, years and years ago when, Andy, you were still running it, um, I got up there to sing Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy on a Whim. And the man jumps on the stage out of nowhere. And at this point, I hardly knew Corey. Probably didn't even know his name. And he just jumps up on stage and grabs a microphone and didn't skip a beat, and we just rocked it out. And now that's kind of how we finish karaoke every Thursday at Dave's. Um, and the most recent development of that, uh, I happened upon a cowboy hat, and it just kind of sits on, up there with me until that final song, and I let my hair down, and I put the cowboy hat on, and then all of a sudden, about the point where, I don't know if it's big or rich, I really don't know the difference between them. I just There is no difference. <laughs> They're the same person. But uh, when, when, he, when he sits down to, to really lay it out, and, and, and he gets all deep and... Uh, this chair just kind of appears out of nowhere, and I just kind of straddle the chair, and just my head kind of tilts down, and I slowly look up at the crowd, and it's it's just, I mean, it's one of the coolest things <laughs> that I think has been involved with my year this year, especially coming out of COVID and all the craziness. Like this is, th it's a sign that things are moving in the right direction. I'm glad you uh, mentioned COVID because one of the questions uh, we were we were going to ask was. Um, you know what? What's the differences that you've noticed between um, pre-COVID and post-COVID? Even though we're not really post-COVID, you know, but we are. You know, we're now opening and getting back into the vibe of of getting back to a normal life. But uh, what what differences have you seen? Any? I can. Um, this is for you, Kendrick, as well. I mean, I've seen the main difference uh, coming back is you know we're still doing you know the mic condoms and the wipe downs between stuff. Uh, but I have noticed the, the, the best part of it is uh, that as we've been getting back, people have definitely been more appreciative of having entertainment again. Um, and yeah. that has been that's been the way it's been with karaoke. That's the way it's been with the bands. Uh, a lot more people have verbally expressed their joy to have live music and live entertainment back and have um, reflected that with their tips as well, which has been very nice and has definitely helped. I can speak for all of us and say that it's really helped us out as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and please don't stop. <laughs> yes, please don't <laughs> Please don't stop tipping. Um, we, we love a good tip. We do, twice, three times the lady. Uh, a little bit of context, uh, some of the places that uh, Jake was mentioning earlier, uh, Dave's Pub in Birmingham uh, on 20th. Is that correct? I think it's 20th. Sure. Sounds right. Next to Mellow Mushroom. Next to Mellow Mushroom in Southside is the bar he was referring to. Uh, it's a fantastic local staple uh, owned by a good friend of ours, John Parker, and his business partner. And run by the bartender he was referring to is uh, Corey, Corey, Mobley, yeah. Corey Mobley and his lovely Kisa. lady friend, Kisa. And Biz is still the manager over there. I love Biz. I've known him for years. Um, and Matthew Mayfield, as he mentioned in his first story, 
the Paradise hey, City bar singer uh, rivaled only to my bar singing. But uh, that well, was at Pale Eddie's where it all began. It, it was. It was at Pale Eddie's where it all began. May Pale Eddie's rest in peace. It is now a lingerie and boudoir photo studio, but that's neither here nor there. Matthew Mayfield is a fantastic local musician. Um, he's been around the block more times than any of us combined, and he is a fantastic singer. You should check out his stuff on YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, whatever the kids are using these days. Does he have a TikTok yet? I don't think so. I think he's on the Instagrams. You can look up Matthew Mayfield on the, on the Instas. Yeah, he's, he's so far out of space right now. Yeah. There's my prodigy. Um Yes, reference. we got a prodigy reference in. We've yeah, been he's, he's, sorely lacking the uh, last yeah, few I weeks. Don't, I don't think he has a. No, I don't think he has a TikTok. Oh, yeah, cool. I think he has an Instagram. He does. He does. I just saw a video yeah. he posted. He's somewhere in California playing a show. I think it's at the Hotel Cafe. Right. Um, and Not he's at a guitar shop. He's at a guitar shop playing a uh, guitar. A BC Rich, you yeah. know, one of those gothic-looking guitars and doing riffs you shouldn't do in a guitar shop to piss people off. Is, is that like, you've seen Wayne's World where they riff and yes. they say no stairway to heaven? Yes, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. he's doing. So, shout-outs to Matthew Mayfield. Yeah. Shout-outs to Dave's Pub, Corey, Kisa, Biz, and shout-outs and RIP to Pale Eddie's. Yeah. And there's your context. Cool. Have you noticed anything different, or did uh, Kenny... Cover pretty much everything with his rant. I mean, I feel like he pretty well covered it. Um, again, I don't really have a a perspective on this side of karaoke or entertainment from pre-COVID. Um, I definitely sense a hunger and a gratefulness from folks, um, which you both probably see tenfold over myself. Uh, but it's it's nice that people are are so energetic and and really anxious to get back out and kind of live it up a little bit getting back to normal exactly as 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 we say um so tell us about your uh, inspirations when it comes to like artists uh favorite bands favorite songs any anything spring to mind um a few things um i think i think one of the big ones would probably be um, somewhere about in high school, um, before I really had too much musical experience, I, I, I feel like I was always kind of the last person growing up to hear about things, and that I'd never really had the resources myself to go out and um, explore things on my own. So I was more of a sponge, and I would have friends who would, over time, give me recommendations and show me things. So I had a really good friend in high school who turned me on to Red Hot Chili Peppers. And although it gets so much flack, um, I still stand behind the album a lot. Uh, Stadium Arcadium. I will second that. That is I, a fantastic record. Uh, both versions of it. I mean, I, I love it. It's uh, It gets it's too much hate. I don't, I, know I, just, I, I don't get it. And I get that there are earlier albums that are funkier and speak more to their original vibe, but um, personally, from from a singing perspective, which I've never had any professional singing background, um, but I do love to, to belt it out in the shower, in the car, mostly alone until the last couple of years when I truly found my karaoke step, but um, 
but so many tracks on that album, I'll just sit and sing. Um, Wet Sand, especially. Yeah. Wet Sand is one of my favorites. Um, Snow, Hail. Oh, yeah. Great. I tried that one the other night, actually. Nice. Just brought it out. Um, and I know it's not on the album, but uh, Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge has been another fun one to kind of sing. And, uh, you know, th- they really kind of got me going in the direction that I did. Um, and then, gosh, Led Zeppelin is up there. Yeah. Way up there. Uh, in my early stoner days, especially, when I was I was really starting to develop as a person, I had dropped out of school at this point. I was a 17-year-old dropout with a job and no real aspirations who had just found marijuana and Led Zeppelin and... <laughs> You know, those were some really good times in my life. Uh, At least it was Zeppelin and not like Fish or something like that. You could have been one of those stoners. I could Jimmy be Buffett. Now. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, too. I mean, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, been, it's been interesting. And now I feel like I, I'm just so eclectic in my tastes. And I have so many friends to thank for opening me up and experiencing or helping me experience all of these various genres and artists. Um, and I'm just constantly hungrier for more and trying to just experience as much as possible. So, it's about uh, concerts, any any concerts that really stick out in your mind? Well, from the ones that I can remember, um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Um, gosh, my morning jacket. It's a lot of fun. I the, bet that was a good one. Where the, was that at? It was in Tuscaloosa. It was at. Uh, oh gosh. Is it the Tuscaloosa Amphitheater right across from the from the Tuscaloosa Times? Yes. Yeah. Um, that was quite a show. Um, a lot of good friends that I've since kind of parted ways with or fell out of touch with, um, not by any fault, but just uh, it, it evokes life a lot happens. of good memories. Life yeah. Happens. It's you definitely know. life, for sure. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then, oddly enough, I think it was really my first live music experience uh, at the Alabama Theater. And I don't know if anyone would really know at least the opening act. Um, it was a man named Martin Sexton. Yes. And okay. He did things with his voice that, and it was just him, just one man on a stage with his guitar and a microphone that did sweet, sexy things with his voice. Uh, it really struck me. Uh, and then right after that was a band called Nickel Creek. Um, yes. And that was, I think, my very first live music experience. And it, it, it's not, not close to my favorite band at this point I in any regard, but the experience itself sits with me and is still memorable to this day. Kind of sets the tone for everything else I see. I kind of refer back to oh, how does it compare to that first time so as in most things in life for sure how does it compare to the first time we could wax poetic on that all day but lady divine's one of lady divine's favorite groups is nickel creek so she could definitely appreciate that for sure in fact i think she danced with her dad to a nickel creek song at our wedding so oh. it's crazy crazy good times Oh, a uh, further note before I forget, uh, because I'm a lame ass like that. Um, shout outs to Diva Divine. He is taking some time off this weekend to go spend some time with his family. 
we miss him greatly, and we are very happy that he is on board and is going to polish the turd that is this podcast into something beautiful. So he is a fantastic human, and from we love him. From turd to butterfly. From turd to butterfly. The first album from the divine. You can't Kendrick. Do what? You can't polish a steam and polish. It's true. It has to stop steaming first. That's it. And solidify. That's right. Solidify. It's easier in the winter. It is. Oh, my it God. It freezes so quickly. Oh, seriously. It becomes really hard. Sometimes if you're in, like, sometimes if you're, like, in a really cold area and, like, you sh- and it freezes before it comes out of your butt, it's kind of awkward, so... I'm just kidding. Please edit all this out. Thank you. We're just trying to make your job a little bit Brian, harder because this in. interview is going so fucking well. Ryan, so. leave it in. <laughs> Shut up, Andy. <laughs> but yes, it's a beautiful thing. Sorry for derailing a bit there. So what are things that you like to do outside of music, karaoke, bartending, and restaurant work, sir? Or did you even mention restaurant work yet? I haven't. Okay, um, I'm sorry. But you're assuming that I have time outside of <laughs> karaoke, restaurant work. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm very much a I put my whole self into the things that I'm actively working on, and it just it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a three year old son. Indeed, and he takes a lot of energy. Uh, he basically wakes me up to an kicking every morning, which I'm going to have to get used to at some point, I'm sure. Um, I've, I've never met uh, a three-foot-tall MMA fighter, but I'm pretty sure if I ever did, um, they would get along well. Uh, but honestly, past that, I'd, I'd say uh, in some regards, I, I, I stick to television and movies. Mm-hmm. Big movie file for the most part. Ooh. Um, it, it, it's 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 a lot of the same with music. Um, in it's taken a lot for people to come and kind of show me certain things and like open me up. And now I'm just kind of I've gone from a sponge and now I'm 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 all full of this knowledge and it's just dripping. God, I that was a visual love, that I did not mean to get. I would to. love to stand under your fountain of knowledge and get dripping. I <laughs> I, sure. I was gonna say you are so welcome until you said the word dripping and now I'm like. Can we edit the word dripping I, out? Please? I did not give him anything to drip. I'm, or, I'm just or, glad it wasn't moist. Or, you know? And say it will make him moist at any point. Oh, my Andy, God. Andy, I feel like you dripped on me just a little bit along the <laughs> you, way. You mean me dripping my knowledge upon you? Exactly, exactly. Ah. Uh, it's been more of a steady stream of a fire hose quality, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, I like I like to give knowledge. I love to uh, s- spread the love, as it were. You know, at the end of the day... You know, it's how we it's how we learn, isn't it? We learn from other people, so well, we expect to learn things, new things every day. By people. get thrown in the deep end without your floaty zone. It's my favorite way to learn. I tell you what, none of that made sense to the Brett in the room, and that's fine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jake got it. Um, so tell me, Jake, along that line, what is your favorite film? That's so tough. I already anticipated that question and panicked internally. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. All films. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'd go round and round. I'll, here's a good answer, though. Um, anything that Wes Anderson does yes. is way, way at the top. Um, Royal Tenenbaums is one that I go back to over and over again. And in fact, um, that is the, uh, the reason for my son's middle name is Royal 
Are you serious? Absolutely. I love that. Um, Silas Royal Freeze. Uh, oh it's, it's a very pretentious name. I blame myself. It's okay. But, uh, hopefully he doesn't have to deal with any fallout from, from that later in life. Uh, if he so, will. and you're listening to this later, I'm <laughs> he sorry. He definitely will, you selfish yeah. bastard. <laughs> Um, another one, I, I'm, I'm big into animation a lot, um, and, and especially, you know, having a three-year-old child gives me lots of excuses to watch so, all of the so animated. So you like Finding Nemo, isn't it? That's the one, isn't it? No. Come on now. It's, uh, it's Rango. Yes! Rango! Johnny, Johnny Depp. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, so I think uh, I've seen it several times. Uh, several is an understatement. I've seen it a lot, uh, and I've seen it in various mental states including one time on shrooms uh that was interesting uh i actually hallucinated at one point that i was a hill with people sitting on me and i was very content we're gonna have to edit that one (laughs) (laughs) no it's fine uh you know just don't do drugs kids (laughs) exactly yeah don't buy drugs kids (laughs) become a rock star if you're listening to this your dad did not do drugs it's fine exactly it was uh it was portobello's uh anyway i had a portobello and peanut butter sandwich um, and uh you know went into some weird spots uh I think the biggest thing that really hit me with that film, too, uh, the the villain's name is Rattlesnake Jake, and uh, there's a big moment of like self-reflection and introspection whenever that character becomes reintroduced. Do you believe you're a rattlesnake? Well, it, it, it more or less... Uh, I really relate I to... Uh, <laughs> Please stop. That sounds like, that sounds like a wet... Um, Never mind. Never mind. No, 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 no. no. Ed, this gets edited out. Please continue, Jake. Uh, that is not what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you can't say quiff. You can't say quiff either. Quiff. <laughs> We're from Canada. It's <laughs> I don't know what it's all about. I don't know what it's all about. <laughs> Terrence. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm my buddy, pal. So anyway, he was getting into a very deep story about how <laughs> he thought he was a rattlesnake. We'll go back to the rattlesnake, Jake. Go ahead. Well, well uh, I relate a lot to the character, Rango. He, he's, he's, an, he's an interesting fellow, and we have a lot of the same problems. Uh, wanting a place in this world, uh, not really knowing what that is, and sort of putting on airs and, and putting on personas to try and make ourselves fit a certain... We'll make what we think the world wants from us. Yeah. And it's been, it's always a very difficult struggle sometimes. It takes a lot of energy doing that. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes you wonder, am I really this person? Or have I just pretended really well for a very long time? And then introduce Rattlesnake Jake and you, your whole mind personally just gets completely ripped apart. And, you know, it's a lot of tears. I still can't make it through that movie without just ugly crying by the end. So, uh, Man, it's this fun. Got, it's like a this got really deep. <laughs> got deep. From I'm a, fine with from it. From a cartoon movie. Hey, for a cartoon movie, well, it is let, fantastic. Let me tell you uh, a, a, a story. Uh, my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so my wife is a very emotional woman. God bless her. Uh, um, y'all seen that Ferdinand, the bull? The bull? That, yeah, yeah that, I've that, heard of it. It's, Loves it's, the flowers. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a moment in um, Ferdinand where he gets separated from his dad. His dad goes, gets taken to do bullfighting, and Ferdinand's just left there on his own. My wife was crying. 
And this was about 15 minutes into the movie. We had to turn it off. She couldn't watch the rest of the movie. Wow. Because what she does is she visualizes like how it would be for her if it was her dad. I'm like, your dad's not going to be a fucking bullfighter. I don't get it. She, yeah, so yeah, we've, we've turned off multiple movies because my wife uh, just emotionally can't get past that. I still can't emotionally get past Mufasa dying. Let's be honest Yeah, here. she doesn't like that either. Yeah. Don't even get me started on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it because it's Darth Vader, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And I love James Earl Jones' voice. I do too. It's very sensual. Anyway, back to it. Um, let's, let's circle back to your Wes Anderson. Um, are you excited as I am about the French Dispatch when it comes out? I am. I actually forgot that that was supposed to be a thing. It I is feel happening like COVID this year. has killed so many movie releases at this point, and now they're all coming back. And I'm like, yeah, that was supposed to be a thing. There are two films that I want to see before the end of the year when they come out. And it's literally the only two that I actually give a flying crap about. It's The French Dispatch and the new Bond film. Those are the only two. I was just about to say, please yeah. tell me it's Bond, because I've been waiting a long time to watch that. Me too. I'm sad to see him go, though. Yeah, me too. I, I yeah. think he really fit the role, and I hate that he has been so, I feel like, against it for yeah. a while. Um, no, there's so that's just a rumor. Uh, you can go on TikTok. I think there's a, uh, there was on, I saw it on maybe Twitter. Uh, he was addressing the, the cast and crew, and he said there's been a lot of rumors about me uh, not liking my role and you know that and you could see he was about to lose it and start crying he said but let me just clear it up one of the best things that's ever happened to me is working with you guys and and this role and then he started choking and he left so um no i think daniel craig uh, has has totally dived into the role become james bond though he is my favorite bond and that that takes a lot for me to say because i'm a huge bond fan um but the question is, who who is the next Bond? I mean, who would you like to see to be the next Bond? Man, uh, you know, they were talking about uh, Idris Elba for a hot sec. I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah. I yeah. would be... Won't happen, but yeah. I know it won't happen, but I would be okay with that, yeah. 100%. Yeah, he's, a good, he's, a, he's a really good actor. He is a fantastic really actor. actor. I, I really didn't, haven't even thought about it past that, so mm. I honestly couldn't I've even got, tell I've you. got two names that, that just keep I can't get rid of. How about yeah. yourself? I'll, I'll, t- I'll say after. Ooh. I, it's something I haven't really considered um, past the the predictions that, oh, Idris Elba would be so great. Yeah. It kind of worked for me, and I didn't go much past that. Um, I have to think on that yeah. for a minute. I always thought Tom Hardy would be a good Bond. He's an exceptional actor. He's possibly, he's possibly one of the best actors in Hollywood right now. He's so adap- he, he can adapt to anything. He is so good villain. You know, he can be a, a villain, a hero. He's, he's just very, very good. And does he look... Power? <laughs> does that give you power? Does give you power? Does he look like a Bond? No, but then Jane, um, Daniel Craig didn't look like a Bond. You know, all yeah. the Bonds that we've had have been quite tall. Uh, slender, dark-haired. Not, not, yeah, dark-haired. Not necessarily, even though in the books James Bond is a, a blonde, blue-eyed boy. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. So, um, you know, when Daniel Craig was announced, I already, you know, I, I read some Bond books, so I knew what the actual Bond should have been, you know, what they were supposed to be look like. Um, but he was still really stocky, yeah, and not exceptionally tall, but just very stocky and muscly. And it took me a minute to get over that because I was so used to seeing, you know, Sean Connery. Um, my second favorite Bond is um, what's his name? I can't f- think. Pierce Brosnan. 
Pierce Brosnan. You're a Pierce I, I, boy, love, okay. I love the I love Pierce Brosnan. I thought he was fantastic until his last movie. Yes. Um, so Tom Hardy, one. Tom Hardy doesn't to me doesn't strike me as looking like a James Bond of the past, but I think that's that's a good thing now because I think uh, Daniel Craig has broken that mold. Um, but Henry Cavill. Really, I think Ooh. he would. I think he would be. Well, he's English. He's yeah. you know he's very well spoken as a as a person. Um, I think he he fits all the criteria of James Bond. He's he's a little cross between a Pierce Brosnan and a Daniel Craig. He's quite tall. He's dark, but he's like Daniel Craig, quite stocky. Yeah. Um, so I think he would be a very good James Bond. But I then again, that. you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston would be a good James Bond too. I was yeah. actually, when you said uh, when you said Tom, I was like, you know, yeah. on the vein of Tom's, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston would work Hiddleston, really yeah, well. Yeah. So um, the other movie that I'm looking forward to is The Matrix. I know a lot I of... I keep forgetting lo- about that A lot too. of people are like, oh, no, I didn't like the you know, second and third. I really enjoyed the whole trilogy yeah, uh, because I, d- I, I dive into movies. I get into them. I become a part of the movie. So th- that's why where I get lost. Like movies have always been an escape for me. Yeah. Um, so I get completely lost in them. If I don't get completely lost in the movie, I don't like the movie and it, it just doesn't work. It's not going to be a, a good movie for me. But I need to lose myself in the movie. I lost myself completely in The Matrix because uh, they were very well crafted, thought out, uh, lots of twists. I really enjoyed it. And I am looking forward to seeing uh, Keanu Reeves because I think he's, I think he, he's had a really hard life as a human being. And his acting has been put into questions, but certain roles were made for him. John Wick was made for Keanu. Bill and Ted was uh, made Bill for Keanu. Bill and Ted was made for Keanu. Uh, Neo of the Matrix was made for him. So I'm looking forward to seeing like a John Wick style mm. uh, Neo because he looks just the same as uh, John Wick. Because well, he was filming John Wick the same time he was doing Matrix, so he had to just basically look the same. Yeah. Uh, um, which which brings me to John Wick Four. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, um, I just discovered the other day on HBO Max because, you know, I'm basic and have such things on my on my television uh, that Bill and Ted is now on HBO Max. So, yeah, yeah, it's actually not or too bad. is it Hulu? It's one of those two. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's, okay. it's not of the classic Bill and Ted's, you know, Bogus Journey and Excellent Adventure. Bogus Journey was, was so good. I, I, I know that I got Bogus a lot of Journey. crap, yeah. but no, like that Bogus movie Journey. truly was... Yeah, it was it was it it bent a lot of boundaries and it was in good shape. Yeah, I liked so it. So anyway, yeah, there's some there's some. Uh, I can't wait. I think I think I think doesn't uh, James Bond come out first week of October? I thought it was November. I could be wrong. No, I believe it's gone to October. Let us consult the Google machine. I got it. Cool. Uh, October eighth. Oh crap! Okay, cool. So we got a couple of weeks, and then it's. Oh in. my gosh! And when does um, uh, Matrix French is at Christmas? Matrix is at Christmas. When is uh, the French Dispatch coming out? I know you hate the French, but <laughs> I want to say cr- Christmas time as well. Yeah, yeah but I may be mistaken. It's all mm. coming back to me now that it's you've all mentioned coming it. Coming back to me oh, now. It's not quite a movie, but something I am extremely excited for and happy that it's going to be in my birthday month. Uh, Furnace Fest next week? Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. God, no. Um, my 2007 self is loving his life. For those of you who don't know, Furnace Fest is a, uh, a music festival that happened 20 years ago in Birmingham at Sloss Furnace. 
and they are doing a uh, reunion of sorts. So it's a bunch of, you know, pop punk bands um, from the early 2000s, uh, like Further Seems Forever, uh, Zayo, uh, Showbread, all the bands that I used to listen to as a young pastor's son back in the day that were, you know, borderline Christian, but also not at the same time. Um, it was really cool. I also found out that next Tuesday, uh, POD is going to be at Zydeco for the 20th anniversary of Satellite. They're touring Satellite again. I don't know if you guys are familiar with POD. If you're not, I feel really awkward now. I'm going to go with I feel really awkward now. Anyway. Pod. Yeah, you've never heard of Pod. <laughs> POD stands for Payable on Death. They were a SoCal nice. ska punk or hardcore punk outfit, Christian outfit from back in the day. I've seen them a few times yeah, in my day. you lost me at Christian. I know, I'm sorry. That's sorry. Okay. But when does French Dispatch come out and change the subject? Because it'll be awkward. October. Second? 22nd. 22nd? Sweet. October. Not yeah. too long. It's going to be a good month. It is. October's going to be fab. Have yeah. you seen, change this story real quick. Have you seen Brawl in Cell Block 99? I feel like I have, but years ago. When did it come out? It it um, has Vince Vaughn in it. My God. Um, it came out in 2017. Is that the one where I he did gets... Not see I've that seen one. clips. He gets locked up. He's a real hardcore killer. Yeah, so and he, like, assassinates people. Like, he, yeah. like he is... Um, so I, I watched it, and I was like... I was so confused because Vince Vaughn cracks me up in these movies because he's usually playing quite a... Uh, a funny character, but this one, like he's like beating the crap out of people. It's 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 pretty tasty, uh, pretty gory, uh, but it's it's actually pretty good. He did the same in Dodgeball too. Yeah, so. <laughs> truly, go. truly. Yeah. I always I always thought that his best ever role was uh, uh, Wedding Crashes, mm. and I've heard they're making another one. Really? Another yeah, Wedding Crashes. How too, do you yeah. get a second one out of that? Sure, they can't. They, there's no way they could use Vince Vaughn and uh, Owen. Owen Wilson again. We didn't think we were going to see another Matrix. That's true. Well. And 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 alas, here we are. And yet, you know, because Hollywood is Hollywood, you know, yeah. th- we're just going to rehash everything. Today, I saw that they're remaking like that. the Bodyguard. No. Duh. No. Yeah. Who's doing that soundtrack? I don't know, but I t- I literally stopped reading this because like you always get these clickbaits. Uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, remake that you never thought you'd get and then I clicked on it saw the bodyguard I'm like not reading that not reading that not reading that who could ever cover what Whitney did on that soundtrack this uh, this is a question for Diva for sure but we will try our best um, Diva Diva Jake Divine, um, <laughs> what what do you think about the bodyguard have you seen the bodyguard I have not um mm-hmm. I, I'm Somewhat limited in my Kevin Costner repertoire. I always really enjoyed Dances with Wolves. I've seen that but one. That yeah. movie's four hours long. It is. So you do it in two parts. It's a tough one for me just because my grandfather, it was his absolute least favorite movie of all time. And uh, it's just something I remember every time. Well, I believe it's a James Cameron movie. I may be wrong. Um, but, you know, Dances with Wolves. Uh, Pocahontas and Avatar are exactly the same movie. Oh, my God. Exactly the same movie. I never actually uh, 
thought of it that way, but I am stunned. And oh, I can't gosh. prove you wrong. So it's exactly the same movie, wow. set in different times. Speaking of James Cameron and movies though, uh is anyone else like really hoping that they get to the second Alita Battle Angel? Or is that just me? <gasps> I did me? enjoy that. I it did. It was so good and that, so honest. true to the source material. I was which um I think I was on a plane and I watched that. And, and usually when I'm on a plane, you know, I drink a lot, more so than I do at the podcast. But um, but I do remember watching it and I thought it was a, an enjoyable movie. And that brings me to when I first watched uh, Black Panther. Um, I did not like it. And me and uh, uh, Body Divine, we had the uh, conversation. He's like, oh, no, I can't believe you didn't like it. So I rewatched it again and I was wrong. Um, I probably had too many uh, sherries on the plane for me to not enjoy it. Uh, but I rewatched it uh, a month or so ago. And I wouldn't say it's the best um, Marvel, but it's certainly not the worst. But I, I said it was the worst. Um, it's certainly not. It's it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, I, now, I now go with Captain America as the worst uh, Marvel movie. Oh, God, yeah. The first one? Just bores the living tits out of me. Just because he's just a very dull character, it's very boring. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I like uh, I like superheroes to be kind of like you know like an Iron Man or a Thor because he's like God of Thunder. I like that shit. But you know, some dude that's just wearing an army suit with a star on it. Uh, if I'm gonna watch a movie about a Boy Scout, it's gonna be Moonrise Kingdom. Right. Throw back to the Wes Truth. Anderson. <laughs> that's such a great film. However, I absolutely, I will say that um, Chris Evans was superb. Yes. He was superb yes. in, in the character. The character just did not do anything for me. Yet my wife, I think uh, I think that's her favorite character, but that's not surprising, to be honest. He is a good-looking man. Wow. There you go, see. It's true. Um, she has good taste in men, obviously, because she married you. You know she's blind, right? Oh, that totally makes sense now. She always just liked my accent. <laughs> that's the door, love. That's the door. <laughs> Dear Come God. back. To me, listen to my voice. Follow Marco. my voice. Polo, Marco. <laughs> Sweet Lord. Don't set the house on fire. Again. I'm going to work. Okay. Why are you trying to talk so slow? There's no reason. She can hear you. You don't have to talk <laughs> slow. <laughs> no, she's got a great taste in the men. That's true. Anyway, um, yeah. Let's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this Wes Anderson kick we got here. Uh, how did you feel about Grand Budapest Hotel? Ooh. Loved it. Loved great it. Great movie. Loved it. I mean... Weird, but great. The, the, I'm trying to think of any Wes Anderson that I just didn't like. Bottle Rocket. But that was because well, it was his first. And some of Still the, good. I honestly don't know if I've seen Bottle Rocket, because about the oh. time that I really got into Wes Anderson... Um, Wes Anderson... No I tea, went back, no yeah, and I went back and tried to find a lot of his earlier stuff, and it, it's not available on a lot of the modern streaming platforms. I think Rushmore is probably the earliest I've seen, and Rushmore is okay. It's not my favorite. I, right. I like it. I don't necessarily like, and I don't know his name, the main character from it. He was the one from... Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just rubs me the wrong way and there's just something about him maybe it's his eyebrows maybe it's just <laughs> him as a person i just don't like him and i think it probably stems back to whatever douchey character he played in the first movie i ever saw him in which was so nondescript i can't even remember but yeah. 
He he's played a few like kind of I don't know like like the character from um, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. It's very very much like that. Just very pretentious. Like I don't not my my cup of tea. Fantastic so drummer though, by the way. Really? Yeah, in a band called Coconut Records. I had no idea. I think he was actually, if I'm not mistaken, the original drummer for the band Phantom Planet, that that song California, which was on the OC soundtrack. Interesting. Yes. Very nice. There's, um, there's one Wes Anderson movie that, to this day, I, I may need to revisit it, but it was not great. I didn't get it. Very well, and it's the uh, I have to read it because it's a bit of a mouthful. The Life Aquatic with Steve Caesar. <sighs> I love that one. No, no, I will fight you on I that. Cried, one. That's fine. We'll go outside in just a second. I cried like a baby. Yes, and wow. it, it's weird. I mean, it is it's, certainly it's very weird. Yeah, it is certainly more out there, and you have to suspend a little Bill more. Bill Murray, right? Yes. Yeah. No. Willem Dafoe I mean, in that movie, though. Yeah. Willem, Willem Dafoe in that movie. Sue George. Yes. Sue George just. Playing the guitar and singing Dave Bowie covers, yes. like it just like there's so much to love in that movie that you really I feel like there's this constant internal struggle the whole time you're watching it where you're just like, This is so weird. Is it too weird? And then Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Little things come in and you're just like, No, I love this too. Like much. Like, like I said, I probably need to revisit it. Now that I'm now that I'm a, a few years older, I may be able to appreciate it a little bit more, but uh when I first watched it, I was just like, oh, what the hell's going on here, you know? The, there's, it, it's, the angles it explores with um, him and his son really, really got to me at the end. Um, I think I honestly watched it for the first time while my wife was pregnant with my son. So mm. there was a lot of, like, foreboding, like, don't be this kind of dad kind of thing going on in my brain. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, you should have named your kid Kingsley, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> well... Everyone would have taken it the Harry Potter route, which True. no real offense to Harry Potter, but no. it's a little played out no, at you're this right. point. Oh, well, well yeah, that would be a fun conversation with Diva. I was going to say, I say this in full light of the full shelf of Harry Potter uh, literature uh, staring at me yes. from <laughs> over here. So I hope I haven't offended it, but we're fine. Everything's fine. I, um, You're allowed to have wrong opinions I know, in this I know house. This is, um, I know this is not on the Wes Anderson thing, but have you all, have you all seen a movie called Cloud Atlas? I yes. heard of it, but I did not see it. It's, uh, uh, it's uh, Halle Berry and Tom Hanks, and they play different characters through different ages or something. It took me a couple times. Yeah, so I watched it once. Well, I, I tried to watch it once. I turned it off after about... 20 minutes, I was like, yeah, nah, this ain't gonna work. And then um, I put something on Facebook and said, hey, is Cloud Atlas worth the watch? And someone came back and went, no. But if, <laughs> but if, but if, you, if you can get past the first 40 minutes, maybe. He said the first 40 minutes are horrific uh, because it, it's just very slow and the movie goes on and on and on. And much like this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I watch. I ended up watching it, and I can tell you this: it's a steaming pile of cow dung. Oh, uh, sad it day. should yeah. never have been made. It is horrific. Now, oh god, I'm looking for his name because it, it's it's shameful that I don't know it. Um, is he in that movie? He is, but then it is he's shameful. He's in another <laughs> movie that we have mentioned up to now. Hugh Grant, um, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. God, Hugo I guess Mr. Weaving. Anderson. It, 
there there are re- there are redeeming qualities, and I feel like it took me not even a second, but a third watch through for me to really respect it and understand everything. And I think the greater point is is nice. I I feel like it it has a, a nice moral and but it, it's tough. It's a very tough film. So I give you that. If I wasn't playing the show on November 5th, speaking of Hugo Weaving, I would be watching V for Vendetta. Oh. Because I used to watch that every 5th of November. Obviously. I can't believe that didn't come up in my favorites. It's, it's up v there. V for Vendetta is a fantastic film. Natalie Portman does a fantastic job. There's Hugo Weaving, though, is, is incredible. Even though you can't even see his face, you know? V for Vendetta is... Um, I wanna, Wachowski... Um, sisters, they used to call brothers, but they're yes. now sisters. Um, they the same people that did uh, the Matrix. That's, yes, that's that's them. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant movie, brilliant, fantastic brilliant movie. film. I'm looking forward to seeing um, Natalie Portman as She Thor. Ooh, or Lady Ooh. Thor. Oh, yeah, I no, a new Thor movie. Yeah, nice. Did not know that. Something to look forward to. She's always been the one. My wife knows that too. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And it's mainly because of Star Wars. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's weird that you bring that up. Uh I, I recently what, hooked the clown up clown horn or Natalie Portman? <laughs> Nat, well, not just Natalie Portman. Uh the original trilogy or not the oh god. I, you calm yourself. Yeah. The prequels. Calm <laughs> the, yourself. The prequels. Um I recently hooked up a new soundbar. I was very proud of it. And I wanted to test it out. And my usual go-to test your home uh, sound and visual experience uh, film, which is the opening scene of Gladiator, uh, was not available on any streaming service. What? Yes. It, it's available on Amazon Prime, but you have to rent it. And That's dumb. I didn't want to waste the time spending $3 to rent it. And I know that's... But I didn't want to do it. So first world problem. Uh, we started with the prequels, and I introduced my son to, you know, I don't think I can say the worst of Star Wars at this point. No, you um, can't. no, you can't. Ryan will disagree, but Ryan's wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I, and I don't have nearly as many problems with the prequels as most people seem to. No, I, mean, I, I, I agree with that. I, I used to because um, I, I just felt they could be done better, but the story, you cannot argue with the story. The story, it's, it's the greatest story ever written, mm-hmm. in, in, in my opinion. But I'm right. And, um, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's a phenomenal. It's a Western in space. It's basically what Star Wars is. But it's funny you should mention it because um, you were talking about the uh, Gladiator. Um they were, and I don't know if they are, but they are doing another Gladiator. No. And I read some of the um, some of the plot ideas, and it's crazy. It's insane. Like they they were going to bring Russell Crowe back. Wow. They were going to bring him back. Yeah. Um, but that is Ridley Scott, who is a fantastic English uh, director. Um, maybe you didn't know he was English, but he is. Um, but yeah, um, apparently they are going ahead with a sequel. Did he not die? He at did the end? at the end. He did. Yeah, How like that's one of the only movies that really rattled me emotionally. Like I, I cry even now. I, I get really tearful. Um, and my wife hadn't seen it, um, 
at all before she met me. And I was like, oh, you, you've got to watch it. She doesn't like like blood and guts and things like that. Cause there's some gory scen- you know, oh, scenes yeah. in the movie, but uh, she watched it and she absolutely loved it. She thought it was fantastic. So maybe they'll use his son, you know, you know, because he's uh, well, no, his son died, didn't he? Um, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they were gonna bring. Um, Russell Crowe back. I don't know. They're basically going to turn it into uh, God of War. Hmm. And he's just going to exist. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to be fine. You know? I mean, I'd be a, I could, I'd suspend enough disbelief to watch it once. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I put it in my yeah. playlist, but. Yeah, I say leave it alone. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Just left alone. There's some things you shouldn't touch in the world. Special thanks to having Jake Devine on the podcast, Mr. Jake Freeze himself. Uh, we hope to have you back very soon. I think it would be. A very good follow-up podcast for sure. Uh, thank you for listening to Podcast Divine. Follow us on all the social platforms at Divine Entertainment Beham, and uh, we'll see you at shows or karaoke nights very soon. And remember, kids, wash your hands, hug your mama, and don't, don't be, be a dick. dick. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. <laughs>